said, honey, I can work a nine to five. I won't be thrilled to do it. But if that's the lifestyle you want, um, we can do that. Or you can allow me to kind of grind for a year or two, see if I can make something more of myself. Um, I'll be more fulfilled that way, but it will require a little bit of sacrifice on these first couple of years of marriage. Is it possible to grow a YouTube channel beyond just you? What are the steps from going from a nobody to a somebody who can help thousands of people every single day through free content and online courses? We're going to be breaking down that and so much more in today's interview with entrepreneur and content creator Parker Wolbeck. My name is Heather Torres, and I'm the host of the Think Media Podcast, the number one podcast to help you grow your influence on YouTube and then turn that influence into a high impact and a high income online business. And that's what we're breaking down today, that piece about building the online business. Here at Think Media, we wanna help you grow your YouTube channel, but that really is just step one. Ultimately, we want you to be creating an entire online business. Now, if you're just getting started, you might think, Heather, that is very intimidating, but we have so many resources and tools to help you on this journey. And one of those resources is actually the partner of today's podcast. Thinkific. Whether you have a channel about cooking, guitar, teaching, online business, or fitness, YouTube creators just like you are sharing something in common, the desire to reach more viewers and build a bigger impact without trading their time for money. But how do you do that? By creating an online course through the platform Thinkific. More than 50,000 course creators have already used Thinkific to build their revenue, to educate students worldwide. You can get started today by going to createwiththink.com and start your online course. Now, in today's episode, we're diving in with Parker Wolbeck, entrepreneur and content creator who started as a nobody and has now created an empire online. This is such an encouraging interview because he talks about how he went from giving his services away for free to building a team of creators who are generating multiple seven figures. I'm excited for you to dive into this and we'll discuss it after the featured interview. Today, you know, you've got over 400,000 followers on Instagram and uh, you've worked with brands like Hyundai, uh, Cars, LG, Huawei, Canon, um, you know, built a seven figure plus per year course business, all this different kind of stuff. Um, But you've really gone through the steps. You've, You've built up an expertise. You've built up a skill. When did you get into video in the first place and originally become the full time filmmaker himself? Yeah. So first of all, I just want to uh, echo exactly what you said. Everybody that is trying to YouTube, I tell every single one of them, you need to create your own digital product and sell it. Take advantage of the traffic you're generating and create your own product. I mean, it's just, it's a smart business move to make. If you're going to spend all this time, you know, generating traffic on a YouTube channel, package something that you can sell. um, And selling knowledge is, is always a safe bet and something that you and I have both proven can be very uh, a very lucrative, successful business model. But I, I started um, on the video side of things. I started for real hitting the ground about 10 years ago. I was doing summer sales, knocking doors, selling direct TV, and about a month of that, and I knew that that wasn't the life I wanted to live. I always wanted to get into video, but didn't really know how to get started. Um, so I, I quit my summer sales job midsummer, came home, used all the money I'd made there and bought my first starter camera and a laptop and just started watching YouTube videos and trying to teach myself, figuring out if I could do it. And that's when I came across Devin Supertramp's YouTube channel and saw all of his behind the scenes, saw what he was doing and saw, hey, you actually can make money with video. And he was one of the first making money on YouTube as well. And so I just kind of started following uh, his pattern and doing what he was doing. And then luck would have it about six months into just dabbling in video. uh, Devin posted on social media saying, hey, I need somebody who has arms that look like this because I got to redo some shots and he needed basically an arm model. And so I sent him a picture of my arms and he messaged me back and said, hey, perfect. Can you be in Provo tomorrow? And I'm like, absolutely. So I got to meet my idol at the time and was super stoked to work with him. And we just kind of hit it off and I offered my services for free. I said, hey, I'm looking to grow in the video world. Would love to come shadow you, do some free work, edit for free. 
So I worked for Devin for free for probably two or three months before uh, he finally was like, okay, this guy adds some value to me. And, and he hired me on full time. And I traveled the world with Devin for about three years and uh, at some point got burnt out of it, wanted to start a family. And uh, I mentioned to him the idea of starting a course and he wasn't really about it. He wanted to stick to what he was doing with his YouTube stuff. So I quit and started building full-time filmmaker. I, I recognized a lot of people asking me questions. Uh, I, I had built somewhat of a following because of the runoff of Devon's subscribers. And uh, people were asking me, hey, how did you get started in this? How do you how do you get these, these colors? How do you get smooth shots? And I just saw the potential. I'm like, there is a demand. There's a need. People are asking questions about this. And so I might as well cash in and figure out how to monetize all those questions. And so that's what started the building a full-time filmmaker. And what year was that, that you transitioned with Devin and started to build out the course? Yeah. So I worked with Devin from about 2013 to 2015, 2015. I quit the month I got married and spent about nine months building full-time filmmaker, basically unemployed. I was also on the side building my own video production company while building full-time filmmaker. So just burning the candle at both ends. Uh, that first year of marriage, and that was in 2015, 2016, we launched Full-Time Filmmaker. So it's been about five years now that we've been running Full-Time Filmmaker. And so if we go a little bit deeper into that season, you're transitioning out of um, the your main source of income, which was uh, you know creating that content. Now you're building an online course, unemployed, uh, right. self-employed. And when you say we, was it mainly you? Was was now your wife helping you or or who was working on that? Or were you working that out by yourself? And yeah. Yeah, yeah I say we because I feel like in order to succeed, I think in in at any in any entrepreneurial way, you kind of have to have the support of your significant other because there's a lot of sacrifice that goes into that on both ends. Um if I'm going to work 12 hour days, which sometimes is necessary in order to launch a business, uh, your wife has to kind of be in on that and be like, okay, yeah, I am willing to sacrifice some weekends and sacrifice some nights together, knowing that you're trying to build this to secure ourselves a future. And, uh, we kind of made a pact when we first got married. I said, honey, I can work a nine to five. I won't be thrilled to do it, but if that's the lifestyle you want, um, we can do that. Or you can allow me to, kind of grind for a year or two, see if I can make something more of myself. Um, I'll be more fulfilled that way, but it will require a little bit of sacrifice on these first couple of years of marriage. And so I say we, because she was um, very supportive of that, but mostly it was me doing it on my own, just asking my friends to come in and be my subject. And so uh, it, it was a lot of, a lot of me filming and editing myself in my, at the time, basement apartment and uh, it was, it's, it's a grind and it, it, people see now the success and the money and the subscribers, they see all that, but they don't see the first nine months where we were scraping by the day I launched full-time filmmaker, had $500 to my name, had whittled down all my savings, investing in this business idea. And, and that kind of sacrifice is kind of what it takes um, to be able to be successful at a high level. But those who are willing to put in the work ethic and, and sacrifice a little bit of fun time or travel time or vacation time or whatever to, to save up your, your money and, and devote your time into building something now, sacrificing now so that you can have something for later. Um, it's just kind of what it takes, I think. That's so powerful. And you, um, as you're in that, that time, you're shooting the videos yourself. You did your own course outline. You're sometimes having friends be the subjects. Um, where did you upload and host that original course and uh, what were sort of the technical side of it? Yeah. So I should give credit to a good buddy of mine, Chris Newman. When I quit Devin Supertramp, he called me up the week or so after and said, Hey man, you need to build a course. And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know, man. It's like, trust me, man. I have a drone course. I've been teaching people how to drone. It's great money. It's really awesome. And it's like, ah, maybe, I don't know. And he just kept telling me every week. And finally, one week, I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And so Chris convinced me to start it. And then I basically just followed Chris as my mentor 
He had set up his course on Thinkific, so that's what I used. He used mail. Actually, he was using Aweber at the time for for emailing. That was the one software I did Mailchimp different than him, but I basically followed his pattern. And that's another thing I tell people too: is find a mentor, find somebody who's already paved the path and done it successfully. Learn from their mistakes. Cut your learning learning curve in half, so that you're not just you know, guessing, but figure out, okay, so-and-so did this and it's worked. So let's do something similar to that. It doesn't have to be verbatim, but, but do, do find a mentor. That's one of the biggest pieces of advice I could give to people is find a Sean, find a Parker who's, who's been successful and look at how they built their site. Look at what, what hosting sites they're using. And if, if it's worked there, it, it can probably work for you too. But yeah, think if it's where I started, um, started uploading videos to there. It was a great software, worked fine. Uh, about a year and a half in, I switched over to Teachable. Uh, they just had a few different features that I liked. And then just recently, a few months ago, we switched to Kajabi. So we've kind of been all over the map. And I tell people it doesn't really matter which site you use. I think they're all they're all great. And we've proven that with any of them, we can make seven figures a year. So it's not really about the software. Just pick one that fits your needs, has the features you like best. And then you work for nine months, you hustle, you build it, you're down to $500 left when, when you launch it. How do you launch it and market the course when you first come out with full-time filmmaker 1.0? Yeah. So I read this awesome book by Jeff Walker called, I think it's just called launch. Um, but basically he, he tells you how to launch anything digitally online, any digital product, how to launch and he, he gives, you know, mental triggers like create anticipation and how to do a pre-launch. And so he gives a lot of awesome tips. And I basically just followed the book verbatim and didn't really know what I was doing, but uh, thought he had some good ideas. And so about a week or two before I was ready to launch, I wasn't actually ready. I was still, you know, tightening up all the loose ends. But about a week or two before, I just started putting out content to my following at the time i had maybe thirty thousand instagram followers and maybe eight thousand youtube subscribers so not a huge following but significant enough and and uh put started putting out content saying hey i'm building a course um if you'd like to um be notified when we launch which will be at the time i think it was april 6th i was launching and about march 20th i started sending emails saying hey sign up for my my live webinar where I'm going to launch this. So I started collecting emails at this point for this launch event, this this live webinar where I would gonna, where I was going to be. I think I, I launched with I, w- I was giving away five glide cams to the to the first hundred people who sign up for my course. You'd be entered to win one of five glide cams. So I I use some of these tactics, marketing tactics, to kind of get people excited about this launch event, and uh, built up about fifteen hundred. Um, people on my on my mailing list that were subscribed to my email list to to go to this live webinar and about every three days i'd send out a piece of content just something a little teaser hey this is what the course is going to be like so for about 10 days send them content every three days and then the day of i said all right here's the live webinar link come on at this time and i think we got three or four hundred people of those fifteen hundred to actually watch that live event and it was about an hour long um i basically just said all right here's what i've been doing the last nine months here's why i think you should buy it here's the perks here's what it covers and then i opened the shopping cart and said all right it's now available the first 100 people to join will be entered to win five glide one of five glide cams and and that first i think yeah that first hour we did, I can't remember the exact numbers, but it was around 40 grand in sales in that first hour. And my wife is next to me in the background, like, just like so excited. And, you know, we, we had gone from nothing in the bank account to suddenly, oh, it paid off. And it was just like, we didn't know if it would pay off. And it did right in that first hour. So it was a, a pretty fun launch event for us. Yeah, that's incredible. And, you know, success leaves clues. Uh, Jeff Walker is a legend in the space. That book actually just now has a second edition. It just was relaunched with some new content and uh, podcast listeners. Of course, there'll be a ton of resources in the show notes today, but definitely we recommend that one when you think about launching your digital product. But that's so powerful because you put it out. You also, it's encouraging to hear your results on that first launch, but you didn't try to make up the path on your own. 
I mean, that's why you help people today. You, you, you learn from your mentor. You learn from Jeff Walker. You, uh, you took the time to put in the work and do the steps. And man, $40,000 comes in and, and gets you now move in with full-time filmmaker. I'm curious, who did you, um, when did you hire your first person? I mean, today, this thing has grown and you've got help. What was the journey of the team being built up? And how did you think about, okay, uh, how do I now do customer service or fulfillment? Or how quickly did you need help with um, the speed of growth at Full-Time Filmmaker? Yeah, so that launch week, the launch day, we did about 40 grand. By the end of the week, I had an opening and a closing. So there was a launch sequence. One week, you get 50% off. At the end of that week, we did around 100 grand for the launch week. And after that, I honestly took a backseat with the core stuff and started uh, focusing back on video production, which thinking back now, I'm like, that was stupid. Like, I had this awesome opportunity I just launched and I went immediately back into doing trading time for money and working for clients. But it's hard to say no. It's hard to stop doing what you were doing before. And I still had people asking, hey, can you come film this? And it's just hard to say no when it's comfortable, it's money, it's there. And so I kind of stopped doing full-time filmmaker for about four months after the launch and just kind of let the launch settle down and made sure that people liked it and spent some time building it out a little bit more from the feedback I was getting from students. And then at that point, it was like, hey, how do I keep selling this? Because it wasn't really selling at that point because I wasn't really marketing and advertising it. And that's when I started figuring out how to run Facebook and YouTube ads, or excuse me, at the time, just Facebook ads. And uh, so that's when I was thinking, okay, I got to hire somebody. I don't, I don't know how to do social media ads. And so I hired a buddy of mine, Dallin Wright, uh, just paid him retainer like a thousand bucks a month or something. I said, Hey, help me figure out this Facebook ad stuff. And uh, so he'd, you know, he'd work part-time for me trying to dabble in my, in my Facebook ads. And it was enough. He figured out enough to kind of help me get going and get off the ground and launch some Facebook ads. And then I started doing live webinars every week and, and, uh, but it wasn't, I couldn't afford to pay him enough. I wasn't generating enough money to really bring him on full time. And so he had to leave and go do something else full time, but he helped me enough to, to get going. And then about, Oh, I'd probably say maybe six months in to running ads and about a year into full time launching full time filmmaker, I started generating enough revenue and having enough customer service and stuff that I was like, okay, I need some help. This is a little bit overwhelming. So I hired on one of my full-time filmmaker students, actually, who I thought was really talented as, as basically an editor and to help with some customer service stuff. He had bigger ambitions to travel the world and didn't really think that we'd be just, you know, editing all day and doing customer service. So he only lasted about six months. And then after that, I hired Jake Weisler, who is still with me today. So about a year and a half in, I'd say maybe two years in, I, I, I hired my first like full-time employee in Jake Weisler. That's a cool timeline to hear. And uh, just the nature of entrepreneurship, um, you know, working with some people, solving problems today, finding that synergy and uh, building a team person by person. And not even two years until, until the full-time person. It reminds me of Heather Torres on the Think Media team. When we were just starting, uh, she worked for free on performance based of something that didn't exist yeah. yet. It was actually our first online course. And it was like, you can have this percentage of sales. The course doesn't even exist yet. And so yep. let's build it together. Let's see how that goes. And we, she's an intrapreneur, an entrepreneur in her own right. Mm -hmm. That was like, I, I actually believe this will do well. So I'm taking risk with you. Um, and, yep. per, you know, team member by team member today, um, what does the team look like? Has it, has it grown? I assume more and, and you have course creator pro, right. And, and, and then, yeah. Film like you've got a, a premium where people can get access to a lot of micro courses on real estate, film production, and smartphone cr creation, and whatnot. So it definitely has gotten more and more complex. I is it all under one um, umbrella and 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 these different niches, or or what does the company look like today? Yeah. So when Jake came on, and I always tell people this because I think it's significant to understand. I always tell people. Uh, focus on your highest value activities and delegate out your lower value activities. And for me at the time, that was editing, that was customer service. And 
And so when you find yourself in a position where you're feeling overwhelmed doing a lot of things and you have enough money to pay somebody to do something, absolutely do it. And uh, for, for me, that was Jake taking over a lot of that lower end, lower value activities. And that allowed me to spend my, more of my time creating more YouTube content, uh, putting out more Facebook ads, doing the higher value activities that were going to bring in more money. I now had the infrastructure and the manpower to handle the higher traffic and the higher revenues coming in with, with Jake being there. And I'd say within three or four months, we doubled revenue from the time that I hired Jake. I was probably doing, oh, I don't know, 50 to 100 grand a month before him and doubled to 150 to 200 grand a month once I brought Jake on. Within a few months, it was very apparent that, you know, if I'm putting a lot more of my time into things that make the company money, then we can make a lot more money. And so um, that first hire was super important to the growth of our business. And within just a few months, we started recognizing, okay, we need even more help because we doubled overnight. And so hired on some more customer service. And I always tell every employee that comes to work for me um, that, you know, sky's the limit. You can grow as much or as little as you want here. You can take over the business completely if, if that's how talented you are. And I would love that. Um, and so Jake kind of grew, you know, started on the bottom doing customer service, the grunge work grew into where he's at now, which is a co-creator on the YouTube channel, doing solo videos for our YouTube audience. And he's, he's created entire mini courses inside of our full-time filmmaker product. And so, uh, Jake's been an awesome value add to the company and, uh, Landon, by the way, was our second, I guess, core, uh, content creator that came on and those two kind of helped shape what would be potentially the, the future of full-time filmmakers, uh, brand and face. And then we have, uh, a few customer service people. We have now behind the scenes shooters. We have editors, we have, uh, kind of overall managers of the team. So I think we're up to seven or eight, um, members of our team now. And it was about, I think 2018 or 2019. So full-time filmmaker had been running for about three years and my brother Dakota uh, approached me wanting to do something together. I had always been wanting to create another course, another business entirely called Course Creator Pro that teaches people how to build what I built with full-time filmmaker. And, but I just didn't have time for, it. I was just too time, too consumed with uh, running full-time filmmaker. And so I, I told Dakota, I said, Hey, I have this business idea, but I, I can create the content, but I'll need you to edit all the videos together and basically run the business once it's up and running. I'll split it with you 50, 50, if you want to go in on it. And so Dakota then invested a year of his life into helping me build course creator pro. And we launched that, I think, in 2019. And uh, that's that's done very well as, as well. Um, it's probably a, a, a fourth the size of uh, revenue success as full-time filmmaker. It's a different, I would say, smaller market. But um, it's it's done really well as well. But that's an, an entirely separate entity from full-time filmmaker. And that has... Uh, you know, two or three of its own employees. So those specifically are kind of separated full-time filmmaker, Course Creator Pro, two different businesses that we've built there. And I'm, I don't have a ton to do with Course Creator Pro. Um, I probably spend 10% of my time there and more around, you know, 80% of my time in full-time filmmaker. But uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of the, within full-time filmmaker, all those mini courses you see, real estate, weddings, commercial, those are all just courses within the package of full-time filmmaker. It's an amazing story. And one thing I kind of want to drill down on is some of these uh, clo people close to you that you've, you've co-launched a business now together. You have other content creators on the channel. I mean, you and I having this conversation is, is unique. There's certainly other examples on YouTube where there's kind of like teams of people doing things besides yeah. solo creators doing things. And today on Think Media, we have uh, Nolan Moult and Omar El Takori uh, creating content on the main channel. Heather Torres has got her own show uh, and co-hosts our podcast and Tony's creating content. Mm -hmm. And we're actually in that kind of team, uh, you know, brand building, um, yeah. you know, it's a little bit different than just being a YouTuber yeah. kind of idea. Um, but I'm sure for those that are maybe, um, wondering, man, that, that seems like it'd be super out of reach. And like, do you just find somebody that's a stranger? I know from our perspective, 
a lot of these relationships have taken years. Heather Torres and I have known ourselves uh, each other for five years, but Omar and I have known each other for 10 years and we were on a church staff together. Some of these, what's your philosophy in, in building out other co-creators that are on the channel with you? And, and that's a family member. So have you, have you found that when it comes to building a team, trust is everything. What's some of your you know thoughts for somebody else that's like, I don't know about trusting people or hiring people and like, I would like to do that, but uh, what what are your thoughts on on building that really shared platform type of business and uh, those kind of partnerships? Yeah, first of all, I think that's super awesome that you guys have expanded out your creator lineup as well. Uh, there's different ways to go about it, but I think we're pretty similar minded business wise. Where running YouTube channel is not easy, running a course is not easy, and having to be the solo face of it, there's a lot of pressure on you, and you just don't have as much time and life freedom when when that is the case and so i wanted a different lifestyle and so that's why i wanted to bring on other creators and so um you know some people like being the solo artist of their of their business and me personally i like i wanted to build out a team a system that i could oversee and not have to be the only one who it was dependent on to succeed but but yeah so the uh the hiring process, I mean, I'm no expert on it. I've only been doing it for a few years now. So who knows if I've been doing it right. We'll, we'll find out long term, I guess. But my philosophy has kind of always been um, what I guess the approach I took when I was working for guys like Devin Supertramp, which is show me you can add value. Show me that you're invested in what we're doing here and you'll get a bigger piece of the pie. I'm not really one to say, yeah, I'll pay you two grand a month to do this task. I like saying, show me that you care about this thing we're building here and I'll give you a percentage of it. And as it grows, you'll grow with it. And so that's kind of the approach I've taken with with most of my employees. As we've grown bigger, um, we, we've found that, okay, now we need someone to do just this little task so we can pay them just a, a monthly salary for that. But, you know, with with the creators, you know, if if they're going to be invested in in the success of the of the business and really care about the content they're putting out, that it succeeds, I personally like to to give them uh, kind of a chunk of what we're doing and say, you know, if if it does well, you will do well. If it doesn't do well, you won't do well. So you can work as hard or as little as you want, but <laughs> you'll get compensated accordingly. Um, but yeah, they've. Uh, I think all of them at some point have reached out to me. Um, and pretty much all of them have come through the full-time filmmaker vine. So it's been students of mine who've taken my course and said, Hey, I'd love to work for you. And I'd say, ah, well, let me know what value you can add. Would love to have you if, if there's value to be had. And, and, uh, the first time Jake sent me a message, he said, all right, well, here's some work I've been doing. And it wasn't that good. And I said, keep, keep working. Um, you're, you're not quite there. It's, I don't see a ton of value in, in what you can offer, but, uh, you know, keep, keep progressing, keep working hard. And maybe in the future. And about three months later, he had busted his butt and sent me another video and said, Hey, check out my latest video. And I thought, Hey, that's actually really good. And he caught my eye. And, and so I gave him a chance. And so, uh, people who've been persistent with me, who've shown uh, a lot of promise in their ability to grow and work hard and, and shown that they really are passionate and really care about what I'm doing and want to be a part of it, end up being the ones who work for me. Um, it's, it's a lot harder. There's plenty of talented people out there, but it's hard to find people that, you know, work really hard, that have that work ethic and that care about what you're doing specifically. So that's kind of what I've looked for is, is people who ha have the talent, but also are extremely hardworking and care about what you're doing. And, and then it was probably a two or three year process of molding guys like Jake and Landon to the point where it was like, okay. They can create on their own. They don't need me to micromanage them. I trust what they're doing. So it is a process of, of hiring somebody to, to recreate your craft as an artist, as a YouTuber. Um, it's, it's hard to just get someone to come in and do exactly what you do. And they do things a little bit different. And ideally, they bring in things that you, you don't do and add value in ways you can't. Um, but there does have to be some synergy and some uh, brand connectivity between you guys. And so trying to get everyone on the same page to create in similar ways does take time, but, uh, the investment has been worth it so far. It's freed up my life. They've been a huge blessing to me and, um, you know, allowing the business to continue grow without me having to shoulder the, the most of the load. 
Man, a lot of insights there. And I'm excited to get into some of your tips for those that should package what they know into online courses. But a huge insight was that you first put in the hard work and you bootstrapped and you built this thing, which started to gather a community. And then outside of that, out of that community, you met Jake and you met some of the other people on your team. And it's interesting because the same is true with, you know, our core course is called Video Rakey Academy. And Tony Ariola, who's now full-time, has progressed at our company. He's like our, uh, we call him executive producer because he fully has absorbed our whole system, titles, thumbnails, positioning, awesome. you know, influencing thumbnails, you know, click-through rate. Uh, and, and we're at about 10 uploads a week across channels. So there's a lot to produce. Yeah. Um, and uh, he had joined our course, and then he actually came to an event. We do an annual event. Um, he went through the course two times. So he really wanted to master it. He applied it on his channel and his wife's plant-based kitchen channel, ranked some videos, got some success, got affiliate, passive affiliate income coming in from an Airbnb video he made. So he had done a lot of those things. And uh, he showed up to one of our uh, events, actually, and helped us set up chairs before uh, just for when we were launching our book. And and um, we started to talk. And next thing you know, he actually did like a low paid internship, like just a not, you know, super low uh, an amount per hour internship because we were still kind of at a growth tension moment. But he showed up, added value, and now he's created this leadership position at our, our company and just uh, continues to progress. So the, the inspiring thing there is, I think, for those listening is thinking about when you're the entrepreneur, though, when you're the the builder, when you're the person who's trying to generate all this stuff, like Parker, there's those lonely times before the Jake, before before the Tony Ariola. There's the times when it's just you, it's on you, and you got to create the momentum, you got to build the thing, you got to get it going, um, and then it's like steps and seasons. And now that there is some momentum, others can join, and there's some revenue for that, and you you can kind of build. So let's take it back, Parker, though, to to that initial getting things going. You mentioned at the beginning of this, every YouTube creator should seriously consider taking what they know and creating a digital product, creating an online course. What are your first initial pieces of advice for identifying maybe, well, what should I talk about? You know, what, what's my research and development phase of things? Um, it, you know, even the hosting and whatnot, that could come. Sure. But like, even just, well, what would I package? How do I, how do I, how do I get started when I maybe already feel overwhelmed trying to just maintain uploading content, continuing to do freelance work, working a part-time or full-time job to, to keep the lights on. Speak to that beginning stages of uh, doing this right and getting this going. Yeah, I, I, uh, I tell people that if you've if you've created a following, that's a pretty telltale sign that there's people willing to buy something from you. Then it's just figuring out what do they want. And I usually follow the questions. What what questions are they asking? What problems are they having? What what can you solve? What value can you add to their life? And you know, as a filmmaking channel, there's People want LUTs. They want to learn how to color correct. People want to learn, you know, education. How did you do that? There's, there's so many transitions. There's so many little things you could create. It doesn't even have to be education per se. Uh, that's where I've specialized is creating education, creating courses. But um, I recognize so many opportunities to create little products, light leaks. I mean, there's just so many things that you could build around what you do based on what you're your followers, your people who watch your stuff are asking for or wanting or, or problems they're having. And so it's, it's looking for those, those opportunities in the problems. And I think that's something most people don't intuitively do. They see a problem, they're annoyed by it, and they spend their time in the DMs trying to help people with their problems. It's like, no, 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 get out of the DMs, take note of all your DMs and say, okay, I've gotten 10 DMs on this one subject. Clearly, it's something a lot of people struggle with or a lot of people want to know about. Instead of writing out 10 different DMs to all these people saying pretty much the exact same thing, log all their questions in notes somewhere and then script out a video 
and then put it in a course and and then send people a link to the answer to that question and say, hey, for 50 bucks, I, I've I've spent the last week or two developing this process that covers exactly what you're looking for. And you'd be surprised. Most of them will say, awesome, great. I'm going to buy that. Thank you so much for doing that. And so it's, it's mutually beneficial. You put more time into answering their question effectively instead of just three minutes in the DMs. And you benefit by getting their money. It was shocking to me when I launched Full-Time Filmmaker. I was expecting refunds. I was expecting complaints. I was expecting this isn't good enough. All I got was gratitude. People saying, thank you so much for building this. This is going to change my life. This is amazing. And I was like, thank me. I just made a hundred grand in a week. I should be thanking all of you. It is mutually beneficial to create something, spend, take the extra time to create something that people can buy instead of just um, answering DMs all day. That's annoying for you and it's really not that helpful for them. Take the time to create something that will actually solve their problems and then you will actually benefit from taking the time to do that. One of the big questions people have, and of course, uh, Think Media Podcast, check out show notes because you know the fast track and the smart move is to find a mentor. And of course, Parker can help and we'll link to his resources uh, in the description and um, show notes. But pricing, I mean, one, uh, two questions. People, you know, how long should I make my course? What do I give away free versus what goes in my course? Or how do I handle that when I'm creating YouTube content? And then, and then how should I price this thing? What is your advice? Yeah. I always tell people, um, give people what they want and sell them on what they need. So for example, a cousin of mine was calling, he does personal training, fitness stuff, and he's looking to build a course. And he said, I just don't know because everyone wants to know about the workouts, but really the nutrition is what's most important. That's 80% of losing weight and staying fit. But everyone wants to know about my workouts. And I'm like, well, I'll tell you that, but you really need to know about the nutrition. And I said, Quinn, give them what they want for free and then say, but look, this is only 20% of the equation. If you want to actually lose weight, you have to figure out your diet. You got to figure out how to eat right. I built this course that teaches you how to eat right. Da, 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 da. And so you reel them in with what they want and then you sell them on what they actually need. So that's that's my advice um, as far as what do you put out for free versus what do you reserve. Um, figure out what people are most interested in. For, for filmmaking, it's the gear. It's what's the latest camera? Oh, that Canon thing just came out. So I do a comparison or I do a review and we talk about the gear. And then at the end of the video, I say, okay, that was a fun piece of gear to talk about. Really cool technology. But guess what? If you don't know how to use it, it doesn't make a difference. So if you want to learn how to actually get good at video, got to check out full-time filmmakers. We're going to teach you how to do this, this, and this, and actually take advantage of the gear that you have. And so that's kind of my approach with that. Pricing-wise, I usually tell people to charge more than you think. Um, that obviously doesn't apply to everything in every scenario, but the most course creators I find are undervaluing their knowledge. They're not confident in what they have to offer. And it depends on what you're offering. But if there is an ROI to be made, if somebody by taking your course can benefit in a, in a way where they, oh, that they'll save money in this way, or they'll be able to generate money in this way by, by, uh, by having your knowledge, then value it accordingly and recognize, man, if, if somebody can make a six figure year job, but with my knowledge, then it's worth more than $30 on Udemy. Don't, don't throw out your people when they see that, in my opinion, when people see a $10 Udemy class, they think, huh, they don't even value their own knowledge. Why should I? And I found as well that when you price it a little bit more substantially, People are actually invested in what they bought. If they spent $10 on it, it's just like, eh, if I get to it, I'll get to it. And they don't actually value what you're, what you're teaching in that versus if you charge $100, they're going to take the time to actually dive into it and consume it well because they invested in it. And in my opinion, you'll also filter out some of those, those I call them the needier students are usually the ones who aren't as invested, who got a really good deal or whatever. When they don't pay as much, they're not as invested in it, in putting in the time to learn it. And they're going to be more, you know, asking you questions over email and customer service because they're, they're generally just going to be lazier because they didn't invest in it. So they're going to take more of your time. And so I, that's my approach anyway, is I charge a little bit more. 
it is going to cut out some of the people who can't afford that. But generally, those are going to be a little bit lazier learners who aren't willing to invest in themselves. And so, you know, there's there's pros and cons and different ways to price. But I'm usually on the uh, end of recommending a little bit higher tickets and filtering out some of the people who aren't going to invest in the education. What does it feel like now? Because you're years into doing the work. Congratulations, number three. You're, you have two kids. Thank number you. three is on the way. Um, you had mentioned years ago, you're like, I, I wanted to, to start a, a family and recognized, especially when I was on the grind, traveling, doing the filming work. And, uh, and so you've been very intentional to, to honor your values and build a business that's also around your lifestyle. Um, there's no question it takes a ton of work and you put that work in, but it also has created leverage because now you have assets, something you've created once that you can continue to sell. What does it feel like? And what is, what kind of encouragement do you have for those to, uh, to maybe hone their vision of what's possible in the future on the other side of, of doing the hard work of figuring out your course and figuring out pricing and maybe having a webinar or two or 10 not work until you really dial in your offer. Um, but, but what is it, what is, uh, this business model kind of afforded you today? It's in a word freeing. I I feel free. I feel like I'm in control of my own life. Um, I also tell anyone who's trying to be an entrepreneur that while being free, you're also tied to your business. If you want it to be (laughs) successful as the owner, you, you're the one that has to get up late at night if there's a, a, an immediate problem that needs to be attended to. But, you know, ultimately, um, it's completely changed my life. Um, when we first started it, my wife and I, I, I sat her down and I said, are you willing to sacrifice right now so that we can live the way that nobody else can in five years from now? And she agreed to that. And so that's where we're at now. Five years later, we are living a life that most people can't because we are willing to live a life that nobody's willing to when we first got married. And so absolutely the sacrifice was worth it um we paid for it um our our relationship it was it was great but our first when we had our first baby um i was kind of i mean i was i was present but always in the head of the business always thinking about things and and i remember lex always going over to her you know in-laws or sorry her my in-laws her mom's house because she didn't have the emotional support she needed from me because I was so consumed in building this business and and then by the time I got out of the grind and I was ready to spend more time with the family I found that she was in these weird habits of always going to her mom's house and I'm like why are we going over here and she's like well this is how I've lived the past two years and it kind of hit me I was like oh wow I guess I really haven't been as attentive as I should have been and and so it there there are cons to that. And we've had to kind of refigure out how to balance work and, and family. But now that we've had it figured it out and have a better balance, it, it, it's just an amazing feeling to know that the work paid off. And, and like you mentioned, it, it's the, the amount of webinar variations I had to go through to get one to work was probably 15 over four or five months before we got one ad to work to one webinar to one landing page to actually generate sales. And those are months most people just aren't willing to put in. But if you're willing to grind and, and problem solve and pivot, I always tell people to pivot. Don't just quit when this doesn't work. Make a pivot and go this way. That didn't work. Make a pivot. Go that way until you finally get something to work. And and that's just it's just something that most people aren't willing to do. I'm not that much more talented or skilled than most people on the planet. I just have a lot of confidence in myself and a lot of hard work that I put in that and I know if I just keep pivoting and keep trying new things, eventually something's going to work. And so um, believe in yourself, have a little bit of confidence. I, I would say fake it till you make it, which basically means um, do things you're not comfortable with, do things you're not confident will work out until they eventually work out because you've tried so many variations that that one is bound to work. Um, but yeah, life life is, is amazing for us. And uh, we couldn't be happier. We feel immensely blessed. And now we're at a situation, we're now, we're now in a situation where we, we feel this giant need to now give back and, you know, offer people jobs and, and we're, we're starting charities and it's, it's a cool position to be in, in a different, uh, responsibility now that we feel a burden. We feel now to, 
to give back now that we've been so immensely blessed. And so, um, you know, if, if that's where you want to be someday in a position where you're trying to figure out how to give what you have instead of figuring out how to get something, then uh, put in the work. <laughs> Man, I really appreciate you sharing that. And you know, what's interesting is we uh, have been on different trajectories, but somewhat similar because in 2015 is when um, I actually transitioned out of all freelance work. I was doing social media management, video production, managing people's YouTube channels, and just into focusing on my own content and then building our first course. So it's really been the last five, six years that Think Media has gone, become like a full-time thing and really been been building what it is. But um, it was only in the last year as we are recording this, um, my first son, Sean Bradley's birthday is just a few days away, his first birthday. And um, I can't even imagine actually trying to uh, to what what the last year has been like, uh, maybe during the climb because it was crazy, yeah. especially first two three years of of uh, trying to do everything because you're trying to make the you're trying to do the front end marketing while also trying to build the course, keep the course updated, <laughs> while also trying to think about hiring and get help and doing it all. Um, but it's, it's encouraging to hear because I think that everybody listening to this, we all have a little bit of a different story, you know, and, and I feel right. blessed because the last year our business has been the most mature. And so I have had the most margin. And I would say healthy pace, um, to have that first child, but we can't always plan those things out. And so if you're right. listening to this, it's kind of the nature of entrepreneurship. And if you can stay unified and survive through those seasons, mm -hmm. the vision of what's on the other side, the freedom you now experience, the third is on the way, the ability to give back and, and the charitable work you're starting, you know, um, man, entrepreneurs fight for that brighter future and that purpose-driven yep. future. And so it's inspiring to hear about your journey. Well, Parker, um, of course, we're going to uh, help people find all the ways they can connect with your uh, various resources in the show notes. But anything you want to give a uh, shout out to, how can people connect with you and follow you um, on the social internets? Yeah, I'd say the main place is just our YouTube channel. Uh, channel's called Parker Walbeck. And uh, go give me a follow there. We put out awesome content, like I say, lots of free stuff of what you actually want but not everything you need. And uh, so you may have to join the course if you want to get the full, I mean, we're up to like 500 videos now. Most people don't even finish our course anymore because we've built it out so big, but you know, there's a lot of good uh, nuggets in there. But yeah, we, we focused on a lot of the creative aspects on our YouTube channel. So if you're trying to figure out how to uh, get good at doing video, that's the place to go. We're actually getting into some challenge videos here pretty soon. Um, we're going to start doing some fun stuff there, giving away prizes and stuff. So yeah, go check us out there. We're also on Instagram, full-time filmmaker is where to go there. I have a personal account as well, but I rarely post there. Once I built up my full-time filmmaker Instagram account, I felt so relieved. I'm not a big social media guy. I've never liked being on it. I don't like being in front of the camera. I don't like attention. I'm kind of introverted, but I've just recognized the opportunity to build it. And once it was built, I'm like, okay, I can kind of relax from posting now. So you can follow my personal account, Parker Welbeck on Instagram, but I don't post very much. They're mostly family stuff. Awesome. I appreciate you sharing that. And I definitely recommend check out the YouTube channel. It's next level, man. I mean, because you guys obviously you. you've got this... Uh, all this kind of B-roll, uh, all these shots that are just absolutely insane. And so if you want to level up to that uh, that next edge as far as your video production quality, slow motion, what's your favorite camera right now? What's your personal favorite gear right now for the kind of uh, content you create? Yeah, so my go-to right now is this camera right here, which is the C70, Canon C70. Um since I've gone more towards cinema, cinema cameras, I, I'm having a hard time still liking the image quality from DSLR mirrorlesses, even though it's almost indistinguishable. I'm just kind of a camera snob. Um, so the C70 is my go-to. The R5, which is right here above me, actually. I don't know if you can see that. For that top-down shot? But yeah, I was doing some uh, top-down stuff earlier, so that's there. Nice. Um, but yeah, the, the R5 is... Uh, it's a, it's like a better for vlogging kind of smaller footprint. And I just ordered the, uh, the eight K red Raptor, which no, I don't need it, but it's amazing. And yes, 
And it's mostly a high-end cinema camera that we use to compare to iPhones. It's the main value we get out of that. But yeah, I'm I'm a Canon guy. Uh, I do love red cameras, but they're big and clunky. So there's kind of a camera for everything. Did just buy the iPhone this morning. I actually shoot probably 70 or 80% of my videos you know, mostly a family and stuff from the iPhone just because it's always in your pocket. So, and I always tell people too, like, man, iPhones are so good nowadays that don't, you don't have to buy a camera to get started. Just turn your iPhone on and start creating content. And as you grow, go, you know, buy bigger and better gear. I'm about to pre-order the iPhone. Did you go 13 Pro Max, one terabyte Apple Care? No one terabyte. I got the uh, half terabyte because I use yeah. iCloud, so I don't actually need that much space, but Got the got the Max Pro and the Pro because the Pro comes two weeks sooner than the Max, and so I figured I'll create some content with the Pro in the meantime. Bond creating I actually sooner. want comes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, smart. Well, uh, Parker, appreciate you so much. Thanks for coming on the Think Media Podcast. Thanks for having me, Sean. Appreciate you. Wow, what an interview. I'm so excited that Parker made it on the Think Media podcast so we could bring his knowledge to the community. I think it's so encouraging to see that, you know, he started as a content creator. Really, he started because he didn't even like his job and now he's grown this amazing company. Now, online courses was the thing that helped him get to where he is today. And if you want to get started with an online course, you can go to createwiththink.com to get your first month free with Thinkific. You can actually sign up for their free plan or upgrade to other plans. And when you do that, I created a free video over on our YouTube channel. If you're watching here, it's just a few videos back. If you're listening on the podcast, definitely go to the Think Media podcast channel where you're going to see a how to create an online course that sells step-by-step -step free tutorial that I created for those who are ready to get started with their online courses. Now here at Think Media, we've created several successful online courses. We built a multiple seven-figure media company around our online courses. So I'm sharing with you the knowledge that we've put into practice over the last half decade as we've been creating and refining our process for making great online courses. So createwithink.com is where you'd want to go if you want to get started with that free trial. But I want to just encourage you to get started in whatever your next action step is. Maybe you're just starting your YouTube channel, or maybe you've been at this for a while and you're ready to go all in. Maybe creating that course is the right thing for you, but I want you to take action on your next step. So if you're listening over on Apple Podcasts, rate and review the podcast and let me know what are your action steps for this year. And if you're over on the YouTube channel, let me know in the comment section below what is your next step after listening to today's episode. Now, if you are one of our family members over on the YouTube channel, you've subscribed and left a comment, you might be featured on an upcoming episode. Today, I'm featuring Cheryl who commented on the how to create an online course that sells video. And she said, thank you, Heather. I'm a yoga and meditation teacher and I hope to offer my first First online course in 2022. We'll bookmark this video and get to work on it. Cheryl, I hope that you get to that course this year. I cannot wait to see all the impact that you make when you actually package your knowledge into a course and put it out for the world to buy. It's so important that you know that YouTube is just the start of the whole journey of building your online business and you can do this. I've seen so many content creators start on YouTube and grow a successful online business that's making an impact in the world. And that could be you too as well, Cheryl. Thank you so much for being a part of today's episode. Thank you to Thinkific for sponsoring today's episode. And I cannot wait for all of the content that we have for you in the future here on the Think Media Podcast. I'll catch you in an upcoming episode. Bye.